Welcome to 7 slash 10 minutes with Archelite C. At Archelite C, we discover slow places, people and objects. There, there are some people who ask us what's the difference between Archelite C and Archelite. Um, it has been um, more like a personal, uh, of course, um, as, a, as a company initiative uh, that we are also very concerned and interested in discovering um, places, uh, discovering um, peoples and, and people behind brands or, or you know, if they are, they are uh, they're doing their own uh, craft and things along the likes. So we want to be able to see how brands and people who are behind them are shaping up the industry and creating some sort of, uh, I mean, if you will, um, uh, different the different uh, differences that bring about uh, uh, perhaps like some disruptions and some other people might be you know continuing to uh, to ramp up their efforts uh, in in doing their craft and so on, right? So um, today we're very happy to have um, Ziqi, Yi Ziqi from the Design Vault. Um, so Ziqi later on will share with us very much on what Design Vault is about and as well as the brand story. And I think um, he will go all the way from his days at Ar in, in architecture school and and how that actually developed and evolved along the way. Artsy, thank you. Um, we are thrilled to have you. Yep. Thanks for the invite. Yep, Artsy. So um, uh, maybe you would like to give us a little bit of uh, like background in terms of uh, what you uh, what you have uh, at uh, Design World. Um, maybe just a bit about myself. Um, personally, I'm trained as an architect uh, about 15 years ago. So I probably am your junior in school. Uh, and then so NUS back then, and then since I uh, graduated, I started doing design, all sorts of design, graphic design, interiors. Uh, I did wedding photos for a period of time, um, and then websites. So my initial um, Part of my career was just freelancing, doing all sorts of design work uh, for any kind that I can get uh, right out of school. So in a way, I haven't really worked for someone in my life yet. Uh, that sometimes is a bad thing. Um, so since then, I've been doing like business in like commercial design, uh, residential design as well. Uh, so personally, I am in more more for my, my, my approach to design is more of a problem solving way. Um, All right. So I believe that uh, design should add value to whoever as a service, it should add value to your clients. And also, um, if you provide value, you will get uh, some sort of a business uh, going on. So um, that's why I started the Design Vault, um, which maybe I can just like do a quick um, yeah, please, please. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be useful. So to see you, you're going to show us at uh, Design Vault some of the like a like a short uh, short walkthrough, um, right? Uh, yeah. Um, maybe I would just uh, yeah, I would just show you the the walkthrough first. So basically, this is. Do you see the the, the shared screen now? Not yet, right? Yep. Yep. You're able to see it now. Uh, the walkthrough. No, not yet. Okay. So the, the uh, all right, yeah, but we're able to see the entrance, the entrance to the design vault. Ah, okay, can. So um, anyway, this uh, I'm just gonna let the video run. It was just a very casual um video that I took for my friends. So uh, absolutely, let's take a look. 
So basically what we do here is, uh, um, so I, I have a 3,500 square feet space uh, that I've created a lot of different types of materials. Uh, basically the design for has two main services. One is uh, sourcing and one is customization. So the sourcing part is like, for example, we find different types of materials from all around the world and we bring it into Singapore and we try to offer it as uh, options for customers to, like especially designers and contractors. Lah. So the other thing is about customization. So you can see some of these uh, finishes on the wall, these metal racks, um, they are very hard to do in Singapore because of the amortization process. But um, we can actually customize all these things uh, where it is most cost effective and then ship it in just in time. So along the way, you can see a lot of different sets of materials. Uh, basically, all the materials that you see here can actually be um, customized to a certain extent. Yeah. So inside this room is uh, my office, and then uh, we try to play with different types of materials, as you can see. Um, yeah, so there's another space in there, which I will jump to now, uh, which has more materials, like all these. So um, that part of the room is actually uh, the showroom space, and then this part is actually like the material library where I have all the small little samples. So, um, so, so, so I think what, what we're trying to achieve here is uh, really curating, changing the way uh, designers um, process, the design process is like. So instead of usually going to like the tile shop to find tiles, the, 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 this light shop to find lights, um, you can potentially find um, a lot more things in this space. And uh, most of these products are products that we bring in ourselves. So it's not like we buy from a local supplier and then we sell them. So that, in that way, when we do it just in time, uh, we, we cut off the middleman, we can actually get cost savings and we can also have more potential in doing a lot more different types of things. Because um, a lot of customization works, machinery, processes can only be done um, where it's most cost effective. If you want to do it locally, it could cost way too much that maybe you cannot even afford to do it in your project. Yeah, so basically that is the whole service. Uh, sourcing and customization. So how people will reverse is sometimes if you want to look for certain things, uh, they will just send me a photo and then I will just say, oh this one uh, I can I can I, I know how, how to do it or where can I get it from and how much it costs. Yeah, something like that. That's the rough service. Awesome, awesome. I, I think yeah the I, I think the one of the one of the many interesting um yep so I think I think what, what happens is that uh, there are um, uh, we can we can see you know um, the the amount of materials which you have brought in from um, from all over the world. Um, I wouldn't say to satisfy, but to able to help out a lot uh, in, in in giving um, uh, options and also and also to value to uh, to both designers and, and of course to projects and to the end clients as well. But I think before we want to, you know, before we talk even more about that, because there's there's an, 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 uh, actually an, an uh, like a evolution of some of the ideas that you have and some of the like how your life changes um, through the many different years and quite quite a number of uh, interesting um, uh, things and projects we are doing along the way. But I would like to take us all the way back to architect uh, architecture school. So. Um, I'm very much your senior in some way. So uh, during your architecture school in, in NUS, um, I understand that, um, of course, I mean, um, very much, uh, I, I guess, uh, in some way similar, uh, the two of us. 
but uh, you were on this exchange to Italy. Would you like to uh, please, uh, in fact, I want you to, uh, to share yeah. with us more regarding that. Yeah, so um, I think Vincent was asking me why, why I started, you know, not doing architecture. So Yeah, um, that was what, oh, that's the, like, yeah. the million dollar question. But there many of, of us, you know, who, who, who embark onto, onto something else, but we want to hear yours. Yeah, I think uh, I I um, I think what I remembered very clearly was um, the day. So I went I went on exchange. I went to Sheffield, and then they sent me to um, Florence for a project. So I was in Florence for about two weeks, and then um, I think the European uh, education in terms of architecture education is it's a pretty uh, eye opening, like inspiring kind of like um, system. So they are much freer and. Um, it kind of made me reflect on what we've been doing here, our school here, our school system, Singaporean, the, you know, the Singaporean dream, and um, how we all like, what are we, you know, chasing after? Um, so at some point in time when I was like in Florence, I remember very clearly one day, one, one morning when I woke up, um, I just told myself that uh, maybe I should not do architecture because <laughs> architecture is too far away, like it's, it's too big, the scale is too big, um, it's, it's probably something that, you know, like sometimes people say that the first few years of architecture, architecture career, you have to just design toilets, you know, that kind of thing. So um, I kind of decided to do something that is like shorter term, faster, things like interior design, graphic design, uh, because it's still design. I, I like just, just, to, just to interrupt, sorry, and I'm always like, sorry to interrupt, but, but um, is, is there something, um, uh, you know, something that you went through in, in school over there, over there in Florence that, um, that you know, like expose expose you to um, to smaller um, or you know to 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 arts and craft, which is like beyond architecture, and therefore you were that that inspires you towards towards something else. No, I think I think um, architecture there is very much more different. What they focused on was things like uh, the site, the demographics, the 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 they they focused a lot more on the circum the circumstances, the site, mm, mm. Uh, and maybe things like history, tradition. Mm. Uh, and how that influences architecture, mm. but um, maybe in Singapore it might be a bit harder to uh, actually, you know, have that kind of process. Um, at mm. the same time, I think mm. the Europeans are generally freer uh, in terms mm. of their thinking. So I remember they they they, they brought us to a house um, where there were four people, four creatives living off social welfare funds. So one was an open source software developer, one is a writer, one is a, a film photographer and then the other one is uh what was she doing uh and a writer so 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 you can see that they they can pursue um a certain trait or craft to the extent of like to the end of the world and mm -hmm. don't really care about um whether they can live comfortably mm -hmm. you know? so, mm -hmm. so, so that kind of gave me a bit of like maybe uh, inspiration that you know, like mm. maybe uh, money or our mm. the, 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 the the typical Singaporean system mm. Um, mm. Um, might not be uh, the only one. Yeah. So you are off to like to chase. I mean, you're more exposed to like chasing something. You, you begin to navigate your your your, your inner thoughts. You know, uh, whether uh, architecture, of course, something being that uh, that you like, and therefore um, you embark on today, like uh, uh, when, uh, after JC and, and all that. But then something else is also interesting to you, and why not those things which yeah. aren't like like mainstream in Singapore? Hmm. I, I would say it's, right. a, it's a combination of you know how we are we are brought up uh, the very rigid safe risk-adverse kind of Singaporean mm. 
uh, inherently. But and now you want to go the other way. <laughs> yeah, trying to do something there after, from in, in Florence. Did, did you graduate? Did you like so? So you so you were like grinding. Okay, let's let's yeah. let's gra- graduate first. <laughs> yeah. Or you or you, or you stomp off. You know, you came back to Singapore and uh, off you go. Uh, yeah, that was in year three, and then uh, I told myself, okay, I'm gonna find the, the slackest tutor uh, that was Urdu. <laughs> no, like, okay, yeah. So uh, if you're gonna name the titles, that better not. <laughs> so I'll just like try to find uh, the fastest way to graduate with this effort while doing mm. things at the side. Mm, absolutely. Um, you're, you're already starting. You're already starting your your yeah, some some I, of like alternative journey. Mm. Yes. So, so after you graduate, you you became a graphics designer. You went into like uh, you were saying you're doing everything and uh, anything yeah. that there's nothing to do, not not also directly as as uh, as, a, as an architectural uh, practitioner. Yeah. Basically, anything under architecture, um, I did. So with <laughs> geography, around the region of design and, and uh, design and the built environment, I suppose. Yeah, just not architecture. Okay, so so uh, okay, so we let's let's go a bit slower. Uh, uh, so after you graduate, you be, you became a like, graphics designer, and and you, you you were doing that for a couple of years, and, and thereafter you you went into uh, uh, doing interior, uh, interior design for commercial projects, and quite um, quite very much focused on, on that. So would you like to share with us a little bit more? Uh, yeah, but actually because for, for that part of the journey. Yeah, when I started doing graphic design, you realize that um, um, a lot of the people are SMEs, they are like self-employed mm. people. Mm. So you get to meet a lot of people who who can give you things to do. So naturally, mm. since I, I'm an architect, like trained architect, I can actually do interiors. So a lot of the clients were like FMD clients and then they say, why don't you do the interiors as well? You know, so I can mm. do the graphic design, the menus, mm. the food photos, um, the website, all the way to the interior design so that it's a very mm. cohesive design. And, cohesive. Mm. You know, there's a, there is this, uh, there is this story behind it that can run through. Interesting. <laughs> So something that's quite small, like you were saying, like graphics, something which is like even like 2D. So let's make it 3D and, 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 and thereafter you have, uh, you're pursuing uh, in a way like uh, architecture in the sense of interior, uh, in a, just a different different route. <laughs> Very much like what one do. Translate graphic, uh, translate the graphic uh, elements mm. into your interior design. Mm. 100% and 100%. So your earlier projects are, are FMPs or something? Yeah, for, for the longest time, um, a lot of my projects were F&B and commercial projects. Uh, of course, I also mm. did uh, residential projects as well. Mm. But slowly, mm. Um, mm. I started to do less and less of those residential mm. projects. Mm. So mm. I think one of the things that it, it taught me is that um, because SMEs, we are all more cost conscious. So in fact, the budget is always tight. And especially for mm. commercial projects, you, you kind of need to manage your budget. Otherwise, you might not be able to uh, make the business work. After three totally years, agree. if mm. the landlord asks you to renovate, then you will have to mm. own. Yeah, we were talking about it. Yeah, yeah. As often as three years, I'm like five. You know, yeah. but um, three so, to five, so that's the norm. I think it's a very realistic kind of thing that I saw right at the start, and it really pushed me to find cheaper ways of doing things, um, mm. like cost savings, basically, mm. uh, for my clients because. If I don't try to save money, I cannot do anything in the design because mm, mm. the costs are just so high. You know. Share, share, yeah, so, I'm so sorry. But you share with me how how does that? Um, uh, I understand your you know your pursuit of um of uh, like uh, materials, uh, special ones, unique 
and sometimes they are hard to find in Singapore. And if they and if they are there, the the price is quite it may be prohibitive. Um, so then, but um, how, how how do you like link up that with then being your own importer of some sort? You know, <laughs> what gave you the idea? Uh, so I think about seven eight years ago, I was doing um a lot of uh, there was a few projects that were regional. So um, we did all the Kipling and East Tech uh, travel retail renovation shops. Regional, so, regional. Yeah, APEC. So basically, okay. if they want to set up a shop at Kunming or at Taipei or at Bangkok or at uh, Jakarta, we did all these. We did about sixteen or seventeen stores. Mm. Um, what we'll do is we'll draw the drawings, uh, submit to the HQ in, in the UK, mm. uh, and then after that, once they approve, then we have to liaise with the airport, and then we will produce them in Shanghai, and then mm. ship it to the country, and then I will go and get it installed. So, so then it was like a period of time where it was quite fun. It's a pretty fun part of my life where I get to travel and you know see things and like take take bets that that are sometimes very risky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, for example, one of the, the the containers that went into Jakarta, mm-hmm. um, you know, like Jakarta is a bit more um, um, sensitive in terms mm-hmm. of importing exporting. So, mm-hmm. my taxes ended up more than my goods price. <laughs> <laughs> but fortunately, the client was understanding, so they 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 they, they took the the taxes, like they, they covered taxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mm-hmm. um, it really taught me a lot of things about how to navigate the world, how to mm-hmm. you know how different countries does things differently, mm-hmm. cultures. So that really uh, opened my eyes to mm-hmm. a lot of different mm-hmm. types of um, scenarios. Mm-hmm. Interesting, um, interesting. Yeah, and then at the same time, um, because when we were producing things in China and in different countries, they, I, I get to see how different it is and in terms of costings, maybe some things are cheaper in other places. Mm. Um, and why they are cheaper? Is it because mm. of machinery? Is it because of manpower? Mm. So it really made me think a lot more about this whole world mm. as um, and a market rather than mm. you know just mm. Singapore as mm. like your market. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. Um, how 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 does that um, um, project like grow? Because you were you were like like experimenting with uh, different uh, different kinds of projects, uh, residential, um, mm. retail, uh, F and B. How 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 does that you know of, of uh, something that is like what you say quite international? How how how, how does that like, fit into your into your overall story? Like there's a friend who was like working there and uh, introduced you to 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 this project. Uh, firstly, we. I think as a as a as a as a self-employed as an entrepreneur, right from the start, um, one thing that I learned is um, you have to say yes when the opportunity comes, even if you don't know how to do it or you can't do it. So when the opportunity arises, um, you should just say yes. And like then, uh, Frank gave you a call to see whether you know whether you're you're, you're in for for something like that. Yes, and then just say yes, you can do it. And then although you don't know how to get it done, you can figure it out. That's a spirit, uh, of course. Mm. As long as you you know how to get around things, mm. yeah. So, ah, mm. so so whenever like opportunities arises, you just I mean in in reasonably risk uh, riskiness mm. Um, mm. decide whether you can do mm. it or not. Yeah. And 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 then you made a switch. Are, are, are you still are you still like designing now or? You know, mainly you're doing more of importing or, oh, yes. or we, we, we still do designing because ultimately I think I'm a designer at heart and mm. why I'm doing this is also because mm. of time, mm. not because mm. I want to sell mm. materials. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 
So um, I think uh, the the change was in about 2015. Um, you know, previously I was um, managing a team of about 17 people. My own. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you were saying. Yeah, you were saying. Yeah, so it's like we're um, um, doing graphic design, interiors, uh, photography, everything under one roof. And what I realized um, that is uh, the reality of the market is that if you provide value to people, like you, you let people have that one point of contact and multiple. Um, services under one roof, you cannot charge multiple services added together. Mm, mm, mm. So instead of like, I mean, the customers would rather pay like say thirty thousand dollars for five people, but if they give you everything, they will only want to pay you twenty thousand mm. dollars. You know, it's that kind of situation. So yeah, that's uh, that's. Sometimes you think about it, you, you know that uh, you feel that it's, it's unfair and so on, but that's how uh, you know how the human mindset works. Yeah, so unfortunately that's the case and then um, I mean I, I, I realized that it's a one-stop service. Mm. Yeah, it's like mm. I I like because the staff they're only good at one thing. So mm. in the end, right, if you want someone to be able to oversee everything, mm. you want to be the mm. one. Mm. So again it ended up a lot of things came back onto me and then I figured that like it's 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 not realistic to do this like that. Got it, got it. So, so, so the so the idea of uh, being able to, since you already like um, know where to source for interesting things for your projects and for some of the projects which you were uh, undertaking, and that brought you like what you're saying around the world, um, or at least part, or at least quite quite regionally, and, and therefore the the possibility of sharing these beautiful materials, which are which are, which are of value. Meaning that the, the prices and so on they really matches up well. Something that's within the pockets of uh, uh, you know of uh, of projects uh, or, or at least you know the projects that can more or less uh, afford them uh, in Singapore. So I think you're I think you're I don't know, but but um, at least to me as a as a fellow designer, I think that you're doing a a, a huge you know like a like a help to to, to the industry um, because there there are a lot of times whereby. Um, you know, you, you ask any designer, it would be the construction cost and then to a certain extent that even if the design fees uh, per se, we're able to lower it down, it doesn't cover up, you know, it's just a small like peanut, a uh, small percentage of the overall cost. Mm. So I think the, the this is the whole idea of how the world has evolved. Um, if you look at like dropshipping, you look at um, people buying stuff online now, the, the, the habits are more like, um, I don't mind buying something cheaper if I need to wait for four to six days or ten days. So actually, this whole thing um, is also um, inspired by a bit of all these how the world is moving, how logistics is more and more efficient nowadays. We can ship things to any country in a very fast manner, and costs costs are getting lower and lower. So eventually, I think the whole world will just become one one big market or one big um, like country, you know. Um, mm. So. Uh, yeah, so I think in the in the, the essence of it is like costs are very high and if we don't as designers, if we don't take it upon ourselves to manage it ourselves, we will not be able to get the breakthrough in the design that we want. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think I think if um it's it's almost like a ideal situation, but if we're able to get the cost of uh, of materials to an extent, and also the you know the, the the standard of it, the quality of it. Not not just not not just materials of course, but today we're talking about your fault, and uh, is we're talking mainly about about materials. I hope that I can talk, I can you can speak to a contractor. Or something. I'm trying to get my contractor friends in, but they're a bit shy. <laughs> but if you're able to talk to them, then we're 
we are able to talk about the label, the label part as well. You know how the assembly works, but the assembly works. But if we are able to get cause of these two main uh, factors to begin, I think uh, by and large, um, you know, um, at least in Singapore, I cannot say for the whole world, but mm. that is applied to Singapore and as well as to many parts of the world. Things will be awesome. Things will be, you know, um, that is just very much on your creativity, my creativity, and and and, and uh, creativity at large, and yeah. not so much um, in terms mm, of, of exactly. materials. Um, the cost of the materials is just one thing, but um, there needs to be a mindset shift in order for people to actually adopt this way of doing. Mm. For example, we, we, we do a restaurant in about four to five weeks. Mm. Um, every single thing is imported, like mm. towels, mm. vinyl towels, mm. uh, like metal racks, mm. lighting, uh, mm. furniture, tables and chairs, mm. everything in five weeks. Mm. So the mindset shift has to occur in the sense that you need to, in order to get the cost savings, you must plan accordingly. You must plan your timing such that they can coincide in a reasonable manner. Um, but of course, you this is where your service is important. Then <laughs> your business to to us. <laughs> the tight timeline. You also need to manage the risk. Like some things that are not um, not too so risky, then we don't we don't do. It, mm, mm, you know, 100%. but um, how certain you are. Yeah, if we can do it in four to five weeks for F and D project, I think a lot of projects can be done. Mm. But then it will require a bit of like the planning in terms of timing, lah. But uh, at the same time, you mentioned about contractors. I think that's a mm. very valid point because you know our trade, our trade, our contractors are very rigid in terms of the mindset. Mm. Maybe mm. the younger mm. ones that are coming up, they mm. they will be more exploratory. They'll be more mm. garang to try and you know. To to a certain point, we have to be almost like taking the lead. You have yeah. to be able to okay. This is how you cut it. This is how you fix it. And yeah. if you fix it, it, it looks okay, you know. Yes, so yes. almost have to. We have to know it, and then we yeah. like kind of demonstrate. And and you have to show them that um you are you, you cannot let them have the feeling that this is something that they have not, not done before because they will charge you a lot for it. Explain <laughs> <So you laughs> yeah, to you how it's done, and then you can actually just do it like that. So it's you have to you have to. It takes a bit of time to get find that people who can work well with you. As a, as a partner in terms of mm. the construction part. Mm. So, which also brings me to the, this next point that I want to mm. share about is what I'm trying to, to create here. I'm, I'm not just trying to create a showroom of materials because I think that it's just like, it's, it's, it's not designed. But I think what's more important is in order for like maybe the Singapore design industry to upgrade as a, as a, as a whole, um, we need this whole, uh, we need more synergy in terms of the construction and designers exploring more people wanting to try more different things, more people are, are willing to push the, the boundaries and the limits of this design. Mm. Um, in this case, um, what I can do is to facilitate in terms of the cost, mm. but eventually it will still take designers who are willing to explore to create more interesting things. Mm. Yeah, mm. so which is why I'm, I'm actually this 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 showroom, uh, this design vault is actually an idea. It's like I, I kind of want to make it a network as well. So 100%. it's like a network of designers, contractors, mm. like minded mm. people. They mm. come together every month. We can have like gatherings. Mm. Um, it's, it's it's a very collaborative approach mm. because we don't always like you know protect their own thing mm. and you mm. know don't let people mm. know what they're doing mm. because ultimately mm. the market is there. If you're doing something right, you will get the customer that. Hundred percent. Work. Totally agree. Totally agree. Time, if you meet contractors who are like-minded, you can click. Then mm. they are more willing mm. to help you, mm. you know, try out different things. Mm. You know, mm. Then they will also find interest in like mm. an interesting mm. niche that mm. they can 
hundred percent. Carpentry mm. all the way, carpentry, mm. carpentry, mm. laminate, spinners. Mm. Suddenly, they add a material to their their repertoire, mm. and they can actually provide it mm. as a different service. Totally, totally. If you yeah. look at history, and, and um, no, I, I think I, I need to I need to like um, uh, talk about um, the the name of um, of uh, of our chat. You know, seven slash ten minutes. Just meant it's meant to, it's meant to be that short, but. Um, uh, but so far, uh, we have never kept kept to kept to that time. But but let's let's do within like like half an hour. So um so so no. But um, uh, what what you've just said is really interesting. I think it reminded me of um you you've mentioned you know about coming together, not worrying that um it's your business, it's my business, or anything like that. But knowing that the pie, let's grow the pie bigger because the pie will be big enough for everyone. That's the mindset that, that you have, and that's the mindset that I think a lot of uh, um, practitioners uh, must have as well. Let, let's let's talk about because history really shows it that there isn't there isn't like really like uh, that that many places in the world whereby you get uh, someone who is uh, good at something and you know and and, and that's it because because more often than not, if you if, again if you look at history, we look at say um, places like Paris for fashion. We look at um, places like say <laughs> Italy where you went to, and and then when you were there. And, during a few months and you were like, in a way, um, um, it, it rekindled uh, your interest, uh, you know, uh, awakened your, your your interest in, in, in some other, uh, I would say in a more like, sub, perhaps even like subconscious part of you. But when you have places like that, like say during the Renaissance or even during the the, the Impressionists whereby again, they, they ventured uh, towards to, to Europe, uh, to, to some of these places, uh, again to places like Paris and so on. Then you have this coming together of talents yeah. who are being backed up by 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 suppliers mm. and so on. So people who are in the back, uh, people who's at the back, people who's at the front doing it, and also the clients. So everyone mm. grow, the whole industry grow. The, the place becomes like famous for something mm. because of the high standard. And it's not just one person, you know, it's a whole collective, like what you're saying. Yes. Front mm. and back and even the even clients uh, in terms yeah. of the the overall standard of things has just like dramatically increased. Mm. Yeah, right now I, I, I see the Singapore like like the market is getting more stagnated because costs are getting We will more get there. We will get there. And, and therefore and therefore the 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 one of the one of the um, objective of uh, of this chat is really to to discover people, you know, so that mm. we can we know that you're not alone. Uh, we want to let you know um, that you're not alone. That uh, that uh, that um, here here we are, and there are tons of really a lot of people, um, yeah. uh, designers, um, both um, uh, uh, young designers, uh, design students, and as well as um, uh, seasoned practitioners who are looking out for 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 big truths. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank thank you to see. Um, I I think to to before before I let you go, really, you know, um, uh, folks. Um, you are listening, you are tuning in to Li Zixi, um, founder of uh, the Design Vault. He carries many, many interesting um, and unique uh, pieces which you can do, uh, which can potentially um, uh, not just make your design look more expensive, but or rather you can have some, you can have a design which is exquisite, which is, uh, which is unique, and you'll be able to feel it because the, the construction of that is reasonable and it's so reasonable that um, you know that um, that you you might really be, be able to fulfill designs that you thought that, or perhaps it's only like uh, available in some other countries but in Singapore nah, that you just cut it off and everyone everyone loses the opportunity to, to enjoy the, mm. the design so so to see thank you so much for really this vision 
um, mm. that you have to bring uh, some of these uh, uh, really um, beautiful and exquisite materials to over here, and as well to as to share with us your, your really your your interesting journey from how uh, all the way from you know from architecture school in NUS and uh, to wherever they are doing now, doing awesome things, doing awesome things for for, for us really. Thanks a lot. No problem. No problem. I think, uh, maybe just just let me um, like uh, share the. Hundred percent. I I wanted yeah yeah before before I let you go yeah that that was why I wanted to yeah for for all the folks around to just to take a look. I'll just share the screen a bit. Please please please. Uh... You gotta put it down from your monitor. You've got two screens. Uh, what do you see now? Um, I'm still seeing us. Okay. Uh, hang on now. Yeah, not not to worry. All right. Okay. Now I'm seeing your desktop. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. This is cool. Instagram now we're looking at your Instagram page. Yeah. So. Design uh, Vault official. Yeah. I guess the the best way to um get in touch is really through Instagram, um um where you can actually see a lot of the different types of things. So every single thing here that you see, can actually be achieved. It's not like an inspiration page where you don't know where it's produced or you don't know how to get it. Or if you ask a certain product, you can actually get a price um, and also certain specifications, what to look out for. Um, so we'll try our best to like actually share. You don't need to use us um, to ask questions. Mm. You know, anything that you want to find out about, you can mm. actually uh, just ask, and then we will be keen to just share with you. Um, whatever that we know, to to your to your Instagram page and to follow it, so that we get more, uh, not like what you said, not inspirations, but the material which we can really use for our projects. Mm. Thank you so much. Thank you, Titi.